to Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 5.33 with Back to Nagel and Rock 102. Let me just start off by saying something that's good that's happening. The weather, absolutely fantastic. Sunny today, a high of 78. Tonight, clear, low of 42. Tomorrow, even better. Sunny with a high of 83. 45 degrees right now in downtown Springfield. That should make you slightly less miserable than what the Celtics put you through last night. They lost 103-84. to Miami goes on to the NBA Finals. The Celtics go back home to wherever that may be. We'll talk about that and a bunch of other stuff. The keyword to cash coming up after 8 o'clock. Your chance to win $1,000. And a lot of other stuff this morning, too. Back to Nagel on Rock 102. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 550 and Tom Petty. With Bax and Nagel and Rock 102. Sunny and a high of 77 today. Tomorrow, sunny and a high of 82. It's 43 right now in downtown Springfield. Somehow you still care about what's happening in Hollywood. So from Tinseltown, 3,000 miles away, it's Steve Nagel's Hollywood Trash. Well, I'd like to be able to tell you about Hollywood Trash, but, uh, you know, all these things on this computer... Uh, Making it so easy for me to not do so. What's going on on the computer? Well, it's working now. I can go. (laughs) Ready? (laughs) Benedict Cumberbatch. Wait a minute. What? You're having computer problems? The the first thing out of the gates is a Benedict Cumberbatch story? Cumberbatch. I don't even know how to say it. Is it Cumberbatch or Cumberbatch? Cumberbatch. I don't know. Cumberbatch. Uh, and his family were at their home in London when a crazy guy with a knife kicked his way through the security gate and started screaming about wanting to burn the place down. Uh, he was hit with a fine and a restraining order. I guess it's pretty serious. I guess it is pretty serious. He's not. <laughs> I, I mean, you damn cumbered batches! <laughs> I don't even know how to pronounce your name, but I'm going to burn your house down. You cumbered bastards! <laughs> yeah. You fargin' cumberbatches. <laughs> you know, my mother grabbed me by the cumberbatch once. Once. A former strip club manager in Hollywood says Quentin Tarantino uh, came, once came in and asked for a VIP room and a girl. Then he proceeded to lick her feet and suck her toes until they looked like prunes, and then he gave her $10,000. No kidding. That's a pretty good take for a toe job. <laughs> you know? Yeah, I know. I bet you. I mean, did I never felt compelled to start sucking on anyone's toes? No, but I mean, even in the throes of passion, but, so you know what? That toe is looking pretty delicious. But think about that. You got ten grand for letting some dude suck on your toes for probably an hour. Ten thousand dollars? That's not bad. I suppose. I'm too ticklish. That's not what I would have him do. I know. I wouldn't be able to do that. I couldn't stand it. I don't like feet. I'm not a foot guy. I don't have any real uh, opposition to feet. I wouldn't want anybody to... I, I wouldn't put anybody in the position to deal with my feet. No, 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 no. That's what I'm saying. Like I, uh, and, and I don't even want to touch other people's feet. I don't know. You've been walking around on those doggies all day. Even if they were maybe clean. I don't know. Maybe if you just clean them, maybe I might yeah. touch them. Unless you got like one nail that's yeah. kind of gone a little. Yeah, you know. A little crazy. A little yellow and off bend, to the Bending side. it in an inappropriate way. There's corn on the cob at the neighbor next door. 
You know. <laughs> Arnold Schwarzenegger thinks Bruce Willis will be remembered as a great star and a kind man, and he says action heroes never really retire. They just reload. Have you uh, started seeing his new uh, thing on uh, Netflix? Arnold Schwarzenegger? Yeah. No. Fubar? No. It's actually pretty good. Is it pretty good? It's not bad. Yeah, I uh, my opinion has changed about him throughout the years. It's uh, it was surprisingly enjoyable. Really? I, I really expected to hate it, and then I watched the first episode. I'm like, let's keep watching this. I think we went through like three or four episodes. You know what it is? I I really liked him as the action movie character, and then all of a sudden, like. People just started incorporating him into more pop culture. Yeah. He didn't need to be. And it was just a little oversaturation of the Schwarzenegger. And then I had to get, I was like, okay, I can't deal with this guy anymore. He's kind of doing a little bit of both. Yeah. But there's enough of each where you don't want to just, it doesn't make me physically ill. Right. All right. Some things he's been in I did not care for. But this is pretty good. Fubar is pretty good. Is it what is it a documentary about his life? No, or is it, it's no, it's a, it's it's a, it's an action adventure comedy ish thing. Oh, okay, all right. Well, I'll have to check it out. Celine Dion has canceled her Courage World Tour for health reasons, but she says, "quote I'm working very hard to build back my strength." Who is that? Celine Dion. Uncanny. She, she was diagnosed. Uh, we talked about this last year. Stiff person syndrome. It sounds awful. It, it's hor- it's a horrible, horrible disease. Uh, Billie Eilish unloaded on haters who called her a sellout for sometimes wearing feminine clothing. She said, quote, you guys are true idiots. I can be both, you effing bozos. Let women exist. <laughs> Good for her. Yeah. I don't think she's the kind of gal that takes any crap from anybody. I don't think so either, but... That's the right answer. What it, you know, like if I'll dress how I want to dress. I'm Billy freaking Eilish for granted. Yeah, I know. Uh, Lee Greenwood, my favorite singer ever. Isn't it a little early in the year to be talking about Lee Greenwood? No. Why would it be early? Because normally it's the 4th of July. Well, we're getting close. We're only a month and a half away. I guess. Uh, Lee Greenwood was in Normandy, France over the weekend, painting, uh, planting flags on the graves of American soldiers. The cemetery overlooks Omaha Beach, where soldiers came ashore during World War II. And that's when the French police arrested him for littering on a beach? With that awful song that you came up with? You're Listen, not going anywhere, man, until you clean up. You're not going anywhere until lot, you clean this up. I have a lot of respect for our uh, our military and uh, people who have sacrificed their lives. Lee Greenwood didn't sacrifice anything but horrible, horrible entertainment. Actually, I think uh, I think it's an aggressive action by Lee Greenwood to have everybody endure that song every year. Uh, it's just like, all right, fine, we get it. It's patriotic, but I'd rather hear the Star Spangled Banner. But it was more patriotic 30 years ago when it came out. Now that it's being played every year, it's like... Yeah, now it's nah, like, dude, it's how, many right. times can we, how many events can we get this to play at so I can feed my uh, grandkids this weekend? And who was Lee Greenwood <laughs> before this happened? Well, you know, Lee Greenwood, Now he spent all that money from the 90s on that song. And now he's trying to make it back, you know. He's like, come on, kids, we're going to... If this record sells at this event tomorrow, we're going to Chipotle. <laughs> we can afford and Maybe someday we'll storm yeah. the beaches of France and litter. And uh, Scotty Pippen called Michael Jordan, quote, a horrible player. 
and a horrible uh, and horrible to play with. He said Jordan's only great because of uh, the team he had around him. Ooh, Ooh boy. Damn. <clears throat> Scotty Pippen. He was pretty good before you got there, though, Scotty. I told you about Scotty Pippen reading the story of the history of the Basketball Hall of Fame on that Calm app to get you to go to sleep. <laughs> it's like... James Maysmith invented the game of basketball in Springfield, Massachusetts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You go right to sleep, knock you right out. And Kim Kardashian says dating is hard with all the publicity she gets. Really? She must have something to say. Oh, my God. The last time I had anything this hard was when Ray J stuffed the flesh trumpet into my goo-goo box in that sex tape you can purchase on U-Porn for $39.95. You ever play with the goo-goo box? No, but I have played with the flesh trumpet. I took lessons. I believe the Goo Goo. It was, it's a derivative of the Goo Goo Dolls. Right. Yeah. Yes. And right. They played the fresh right. puppet, I think. Uh, Kaylin? Oh, I never got that down and dirty with your mother, Chris Kim, but I once gave her an everlasting gob stuffer. <laughs> played with the Harry Manilow. <laughs> what are you trying to say? <laughs> what I'm trying to say is I brought a protein shake for Mrs. Sphincter's next door neighbor. <laughs> Protein shakes are done, kids. <laughs> Protein shakes are done. Uh, and that's your Hollywood trash. Rock 102. I am. Ray Maliazzi here for eBay Motors. We have all... And now, Bax's View from the Couch. Brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Your grilling headquarters. Weber, Big Green Egg, Uni Pizza Ovens, and Traeger Wood-Fired Grills. Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you? Folks, how many times have I publicly stated my feelings on a Game 7 situation? I'll tell you exactly how many times I've said it. Every time. To recap, I believe that two things can happen during Game 7, and 50% of those things are extraordinarily awful. For example, let's take a look at last night's performance by the Boston Celtics. With nothing but momentum on their side. With history staring them right in the big fat face. The Celtics choke harder than a Roman Roy eulogy. Go ahead. Look that one up. Last night, the Boston Celtics didn't just lose Game 7 at home in Boston. They got obliterated by a lesser team that came far more prepared to win than they did. There have been 150 teams who try to come back from a three-game deficit in the NBA playoffs. 150 teams. Yet the Celtics, with all their great defense and all their great shooting, suddenly decided to get blown off their own home court by a final score of 103 to 84. That's a difference of 19 points. Can you imagine that? It's as if somebody told them, hey, fellas, how about you try to win the Eastern Conference Championship by missing 61% of your field goals? Oh, and while you're at it, how do you? How about trying to bury these guys by missing 78.6% of your shots behind the three-point line? That certainly seems like a bang-up strategy. Listen, folks, I'm telling you now, nobody in America is interested in a Miami Heat-Denver Nuggets championship series, including myself. Watching the Celtics choke last night was so unbearable that I would prefer that they had lost it all in a four-game sweep. Instead, they had to drag me along and force me into believing that they were about to make history. They had me, they had filled me with hope and optimism and a belief that the impossible was about to happen. Instead, they decided not to show up and allowed the Miami Heat to destroy all of that. And I have to tell you, it doesn't feel very good. It doesn't feel very good at all. But hey, enough of my yapping sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. You know, the beauty of a Weber gas grill is you turn it on 
and you're grilling instantly. It fires up that fast. And since you should be grilling every evening, you should go to Rockies and get yourself a Weber. It's the benchmark gas grill, and Rockies is your grilling destination. I'm Rock 102, yeah. Springfield's Classic Rock at 610 and Van Halen with Bax and Nagel and Rock 102. Got to be a... Uh... Once I get these headphones on, I'll tell you what a nice day. Why is this like doing that? It was like flipping in. I don't know. I don't understand these. All right. Can you hear yourself now? I can hear myself now. Oh, good. Uh, It is going to be sunny with a high of 77 tomorrow. Sunny with a high of 82. 43 in downtown Springfield. Beautiful weather all weekend. It was a great weekend. Uh, You you did a bunch of stuff. I did Mm -hmm. absolutely nothing but but go, go camping. And that was it. That's all I did. Just go camping. And here we are back to doing nothing again on a Tuesday morning. (laughs) It was explained to, uh, you know, we're on a a campsite this year. Yeah. With with about like 60 other uh, campers. Yeah. And uh, it's kind of like a a small community of of people. It's like... uh, it's like the villages of, of uh, New Hampshire, if you can try to imagine that. Okay. So it's a bunch of old people walking around, and right. they're there with the dogs. And everyone's got their uh, their campers, and uh, yeah, everyone's got yeah, every everyone's got these elaborate setups, you know, like uh, enclosures and decks and you know fire pits and all this stuff. Oh, all, yeah. all we had was my car you know, on one side and two chairs. Well, That's, you just moved in. We, it's yeah, not like you haven't you haven't upgraded yet. We're new to the neighborhood. The neighbors don't really know who we are and uh, as it was described uh, uh, over the weekend, I don't really do very much for a living. And you know what? That's not an inaccurate description of you know what, what I do. You should head on down to that uh, Northern Nurseries Stone and Design Center. They've probably got a nice fire pit you can put out there in front of your house. I could do that, but then I would have to bring it from there to the other place, and uh, that sounds almost too heavy. Well, you just need to borrow a pickup truck. You'll be fine. You know, I always say that whenever I need to fix something, i got to hire a man. Yeah. I'm surrounded by dudes who are that kind of guy. They could, you can, like, these guys, they were, like, a, some people who were across the way from us, they put up, uh, like, a like a screened-in enclosure over their deck off their camper, and it took them, I, I sat there and watched them do the whole thing in about an hour and a half. Yeah. And I'm thinking, if I started this, it would take me all summer to, to do half. It. Yeah, I know. <laughs> you yeah, know, because yeah. I'd, I'd do, like, I'd, I'd hammer a nail, and then I'd have to go sit down. Well, you need a break. You're right, which kind of feeds into you're like uh, my husband doesn't do very much for a living. You know, you remind me, you doing hard work reminded me of, uh, uh, oh man, what was his name on The Sopranos when he went up to go hide in, in Vermont away from everybody and then he got a job working on a farm and he like puts one nail Vito? in. Yeah, I remind Vito, you, I remind yeah. you of Vito. Vito, and then he looks at the watch going, damn, it's, it was only like five minutes had gone by. <laughs> he put one nail in. That's you. Damn, is it lunchtime yet? <laughs> I'm going to have to. I got to go see Johnny Cakes. Yeah. Anyhow, uh, I, I mean, I like the area. It's, yeah. a, it's a really nice area of, uh, of uh, New Hampshire. It was a, a smart decision to move our camper there. Yeah. Because everything that we could ever need is around there. And one of the places that we went to kind of pick up a few things on Friday was, uh, was we went to uh, the Walmart. Oh, ooh, the Walmart. Went to the Wally World, and you know, we're, we're getting all the things that we're going to need. 
everything is uh, everything is uh, you know it's late it's it's the late later night crowd yeah. like like the eight o'clock crowd yeah you don't see too many WalMarts out uh, anywhere I mean have to find one in the wild like that yeah you're absolutely right yeah. to barely you barely ever see a a, a forest lined yeah. uh, Walmart but I did see something uh, that I've never seen in a Walmart mm-hmm. before. Is a guy in the Walmart trying to pull off practical jokes on other customers of the Walmart? Like uh, practical jokes like the impractical jokers guy we had on here the other day? No, because those guys are at least creative in how they try to establish uh, the scenario of each practical joke. Each practical joke is well thought out and and planned well. This is a guy who, uh, this, this this is the entire practical joke. He uh, he walks around the store, mm-hmm. right, and he drops something on the floor. Yeah, and it looks like a one hundred dollar bill. Oh, now you know how people react when they find money. Yeah, all about the Benjamins. It's all about the Benjamins. They go crazy, and uh, and so what would happen is is uh, people would walk past this fake hundred dollar bill and right. say, "Holy Jesus, someone just dropped." A $100 bill. Yeah. So I uh, am observing this happening from another guy. He's like, mm-hmm. you know, two two aisles down. And the guy who dropped it, you know, eventually you know, laughed. Ha, ha, that's a fake $100 bill. I do this all the time. This this was his How old Friday. was this guy? Probably in his early 60s. Oh, so it wasn't like a kid doing no, this. No, this, this, this was, was an adult. Exactly. Yeah. It's an adult pulling off childish practical jokes not even a real good practical joke but he did it and so you know the guy picked up the fake hundred dollar bills oh that's really clever and he hands it back you know yeah, to, yeah, to yeah, the yeah, guy yeah. jenny and i are in the uh, in an aisle and uh, this guy comes walking up behind us yeah drops the 100 dollar bill and neither one of us react to it at all right because we're looking on you know at away from the you guy. know his game you know his trick well i didn't you're I, calling him out i didn't quite put it together that that yeah. this was the guy <clears throat> excuse me until he said oh look a hundred dollar bill on the ground mm. by doing that you kind of introduce uh the idea <laughs> that this is not really a well-crafted <laughs> practical joke no it's not especially when you have to feed lines to the players in the in the in the scene that you're trying to create yeah, because if yeah. if you declare oh look a hundred dollar bill is on the floor in my mind well that you you know first one to spot it grabs yeah, it yeah right you know right. If, if you say it's there then it's yours and i would say oh look at that the guy got a hundred bucks and i'd walk away instead what he said was <laughs> oh wow there's a hundred dollar bill on the floor and then you know so i look at him and he says oh, i'm just kidding it's a fake hundred dollar bill see it looks like almost like the real thing I'm going, dude, you know, the whole point of a practical joke, a good practical joke, is to make it seem like this is just your everyday run-of-the-mill $100 bill that's on the floor of a Walmart. Like, what are the odds of a $100? What are the odds of a $100 bill being inside of a Walmart, like a customer with a $100 bill on him? What are the odds? See, I would think a $100 bill on the floor at a Walmart is kind of like throwing a French fry to the seagulls out in the parking lot. (laughs) They all just go, 
kind of poking each other's eyes out just to get the bill. It, it, yeah, yeah. kind of like yeah. uh, it would be kind of like uh, like the opening day of uh, ticket sales for a Taylor Swift concert. Right, like everyone's right, trying yeah. to where everyone's trying to be a burst through uh, the a Cincinnati yeah. Who concert, yeah. trying to burst through the doors. Eyeballs falling off, just hanging by that little retina thing. Yeah, <laughs> people beating each yeah. other trying to get to a hundred dollars. Oh yeah, but it was like the worst crafted practical joke. This guy sounds like an idiot. He is an idiot. When you're when you're sixty years old, Steve. Now I'm I'm a lot closer to it than than you are. I'm only a handful of years away from sixty. But when I get there, if my life has to be embellished, if the only real pleasure I get in life, yeah, is pulling off half-assed practical jokes, I want you to take a hammer and bludgeon me over the head. Okay, could could you promise me that? Could no. you do that? This is what I'm gonna do when I'm that when I'm that age. And uh, I'll just pretend like I have dementia problems. <laughs> I, I mean, who knows? Maybe I will have dementia problems. You might. But let's just say I'm, I'm uh, cognitively aware of things. And I'm going to say, well, you know what? Uh, everybody thinks I'm just old man with these cognitive issues. I'm just going to say things and do things. I think that's the guys that a lot of these old men do. You know, like when, when a woman walks by, oh, he's such a cool old man. He told me I had a nice butt. And I'm like... He's not, uh, it's not like he's he's ill. He's just telling you because he knows that you're going to excuse him for his behavior because of his age. Yeah, right. Yeah, I'm going to do that. And you'll take that as some sort of compliment when everybody else is taking it as, oh my God, yeah, look at that yeah, creepy old yeah, guy. Yeah, what, what, At what age do you become a cute old man versus a, a creepy old man? See, I think I kind of outgrew the joy buzzer, the whoopee cushion, yeah. the dribble glass at about 10 years old. Yeah. After that, it wasn't nearly as hilarious. I mean, a whoopee cushion the first time you see it is hysterical. But at 60 years old, if you're still doing it, mm -hmm. what does that tell you about the 60-year-old man? What does that what is what does that scream to you? Uh, it means somebody didn't let him do this when he was young or <laughs> that he's a creep. Yeah, well, yeah. both those things yeah. are true, but I would say there's like an arrested development level of maturity. Yeah. Of that man, like he's still in his mind, still that ten-year-old kid that just got the, uh, uh, the, the the joy buzzer, yeah, and is as as doing it to everybody. He's he's zapping yeah. everybody with the joy buzzer. Listen, when I'm that age and I can I've, I can still physically go around and spell out the word penis at a Michaels or a Hobby <laughs> Lobby with the letters that they have there on the shelves, I'm gonna be that immature guy. So I don't know. Uh, I don't really. I'm more concerned about, like, this is what this guy's doing on a Saturday night. Yeah, exactly my As point. As opposed to, uh, you know, something that you do two in the afternoon when you're, uh, you know, you're just trying to get away from your wife for an hour while she's out shopping in the Walmart. You're playing pranks on the kids. Yeah, except, you know, there is a, there is a, there is a certain craftsmanship to doing this correctly. Yeah. And this guy was like the worst practical joker I've ever seen in my life. Well, maybe he needs some pointers. You should have gotten his number. We should have interviewed him on the show. <laughs> He's probably the traveling Walmart magician. He's, <laughs> you know what? You probably ran into somebody like really famous. Yeah, like he's got yeah. TikTok videos all over the place. Well, I, I, I'm assuming that the video he made of us was probably not going to be uh, posted because we our reaction was pretty uh, pretty underwhelming. What's the name of the town? 
I'd rather not say the name of the town. Yeah. Let's just call it Chickabee by the Sea. Oh, uh, Chickabee by the Sea. Yes. Yeah, it's uh, it's Chuck from Chickabee by the Sea. He's <laughs> he's famous on TikTok. He's got all these little magic tricks. And he's that he does. he's pure comedy yeah. at the Walmart. Yeah. Oh, he's a hoot. It's six twenty two with Bax and Nagel on Rock one hundred two. This two Springfield's classic rock at six twenty eight and Thin Lizzy with Bax and Nagel on Rock one hundred two. Beautiful day today, sunny and a high of seventy seven. More of the same for tomorrow with a high of eighty two. It's forty three right now in downtown Springfield. Ah, uh, the key. Keyword to cash coming up after 8 o'clock. We'll announce uh, the next keyword, and it could be worth $1,000. We'll give you all the details about that later on. You want to laugh? I do. It's Bex and Nagel's joke of the day. I'm funny how? I mean, funny like I'm a clown. I amuse you. On Rock 102. I make you laugh. Springfield's <laughs> classic rock. So a horse walks into a bar, does a somersault, a cartwheel, and finally backflips onto a bar stool. That's amazing. Yeah. Bartender says... Wow, how did you do that? And the horse says, oh, I've worked in the circus for all of my life, and so that's how. So the barman nods approvingly and gives the horse a free drink. A couple of minutes later, another horse walks in, does a front flip, a pirouette, and finally side flips onto the bar stool. And the barman goes, well, have I ever? Did you also work in the circus? And he goes, no, I tripped on your stupid doormat. (laughs) Get it? He just did it by accident. He didn't. Never mind uh, the fact you got two horses that can speak. That's that's pretty amazing too. And do pirouettes and backflips. <laughs> it's amazing. Bax and Nagel in the morning on Rock 102, Springfield's classic rock. 6.32 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. It's time for news. Brought to you by Aquatique Pools. Keep your pools sparkling all summer long with free water testing. 7.30 Union Street in West Springfield. His local radio icon, Steve Nagel. Thanks, Banks. Uh, three people have died following a car fire on I-391 in Chicopee early Sunday morning, according to State Police Trooper Brandon Doherty. Around five or 3.40 a.m., State Police were called to I-391 North around mile marker 2.4 for a car fire. When troopers arrived, they found the vehicle fully uh, in, engulfed in flames. The driver was removed from the vehicle, but two other passengers were trapped inside. The driver, 24-year-old Jonathan Santiago of Springfield, was taken to Bay State but died from his injuries the two passengers, 23-year-old Carolee uh, Lopez Moret of Springfield and 25-year-old Angel Gabriel Rosado Colon of Holyoke died in the accident. State police are investigating. The right and center lanes of I-391 North was closed Sunday morning for several hours, but uh, were eventually reopened around 7.30. What a horrible story. Terrible. Uh, the emergency crews from South Hadley in Northampton are searching the Connecticut River in the area of Brunel's Marina for a missing jet skier. When the 22 News crew arrived on the scene, they could see ambulances, boats of first responders, and divers heading into the river. Thank you for the accurate yeah. description of what was that's, going on there. Yellow what... tape was also being put up to block off the area of the river being accessed by search teams. State police spokesperson David Procopio said that there was a crash on Sunday between a jet ski and a boat. The person on the jet ski is still missing. The Mass State Police searched the river Sunday night along with the Mass Environmental Police and local public safety agencies, but did not locate the missing jet skier. According to Lori Loisel of the Northwestern DA's office, the missing jet skier is a 51-year-old man from Springfield. There was a man and a woman on a boat, and they were both taken to Bay State for treatment. The boater is from Chicopee, and the passenger is from Agawam. So no other details uh, on that yet. Uh, the Holyoke Fire Department was called to Sullivan Steel on Appleton Street for a sizable scrap metal fire Monday night. A sizable. Sizable. As if they happen all the time, 
This one is of note. Well, I mean, <laughs> it's the uh, it's the tiny, minuscule, yeah. microscopic uh, scrap metal yeah. fires that uh, you just walk right past and barely notice. Oh, we have we have the little puffers going up all over the all over the yard, but it's when the one significant that's the one we pay attention to. Wow, that one got out of hand. Yeah, according to the department, around uh, ten oh nine p.m. last night. The Holyoke Fire Department was sent to Sullivan Steel for a fire in one of the scrap piles. When uh, they arrived, they found the sizable pile of scrap metal on fire. We're just repeating the same things we said in the first paragraph. It's a sizable. <laughs> Including the same adjectives. Yeah, it's a sizable pile. We will have uh, a sizable recap when we get more information. Employees of Sullivan Steel helped the fire crews uh, spread out the scrap pile so that the fire could be put out so it was no longer a sizable pile. <laughs> it was less sizable. Yeah. No injuries were reported, and Appleton Street was closed due to the fire but has since reopened. Well, I'm glad to, you know we took care of that. But they, they're showing the they're – show, wow. They're showing the pictures of the uh, the scrap metal fire. That is a pretty sizable pile of metal. This is on uh, 22 site? 22. They got all the uh, pictures. One of the camera crew people must have gotten a Nikon for Christmas. Right. And they're they're showing it off. Look. Look. Look at all this tape. Look at all this fire in the hose. Look at the water coming out of the hose. Is is this uh, wildfire smoke visible from across Western Mass? No. This is uh, fire crews put out scrap metal fire on Appleton Street in Holyoke. Uh, see, I'm not seeing that one. And you don't know that it's a sizable fire until you actually click on the link. <laughs> ah, aha, aha. There it is. Yeah, you got it. See, now on the front page, it says large. Yeah. Now it's, uh, and when you dig into it, it's sizable. Sizable. Okay. Yeah, that's, that's, uh, that's a pretty sizable fire. There's no, uh, there's no denying that is, in fact, sizable. Measurably sizable. Yeah, but can you imagine uh, having to be a firefighter in that and, like, getting up on the ladder and, like, shooting? It might be a kind of a cool game. You're shooting out little little bursts of flame coming out of the ground. Yeah, um, but, you know, in Holyoke, fighting fires is, like, you're probably, what are you, you're probably carrying on, like, three or four fires a day in that town. Yeah, it's like brushing your teeth. Every day you get up, you fight a fire, and you brush your teeth. Yes. Right. There's in-between meal sizable fires. Right. Yeah, right. Less than sizable. <laughs> you know what? I didn't get my fill of fire today. Can we have a sizable portion I have, tonight? I have sizable incisors. Wildfire smoke from eastern Canada will be near ground level t- uh, Tuesday afternoon and evening, which could reduce visibility and impact air quality. It'll be a mostly uh, sunny day today, however. Uh, smoke from wildfires in eastern Canada will push into the Pioneer Valley this afternoon. This will be enough to create a very hazy sky. Uh, the smoke might be low enough to the ground to limit visibility late Tuesday afternoon and evening. The smoke might also deteriorate air quality in the Pioneer Valley. A breeze from the east of the Atlantic will keep the high temperatures in the mid to upper 70s. Uh, on Tuesday night, skies will be clear, but wildfire smoke could still create hazy conditions. Where is it coming? Where is the wildfire? Canada. Yeah, well, where in Canada? I don't know. It's Canada. It's a big country. Why settle on yes, just like one area? Like, is it like five hours away from us uh, up north, or is it like is it coming from uh, what's that one? Is it Vancouver? What is it? Vancouver. From? Yeah. yeah, that's uh, that's the far other, west, the other side of the country. Uh, they are in areas like British Columbia, 
and uh, the boreal forest, but mostly British Columbia, so which think, is far, far away from here. So think about think about the f- the smoke from a fire three thousand miles away. Right? Okay. Think about that train derailment that they burned all those chemicals off that was only 1,100 miles away. <laughs> yeah, we've probably been breathing that crap in for the last uh, three months Yeah, since that, since that thing happened. <clears throat> Don't you think? Yeah, I, I, I totally agree. I'm trying to get uh, smoke from a distant fire. Oh. That was a long roundabout way to get to that. I know. It's, you know, it's a slow internet. Everything is slow around here. The internet, the hosts, the management, everybody's slow. Anyway. Yeah, the road crew, if you were out Friday night, you'd saw Ted. You left me here on your way to paradise. Anyhow. Well, we're an equal opportunity employer. <laughs> we prove it every single we day. We have to. By the way, you missed a good night on Friday night. Was it? But, uh, yeah. Uh, Mayor Dom Dom was out there. I saw you post a picture. Yeah. 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 And yeah. he had to introduce me because of the way the the lineup went. What? He had to introduce you? So we did this tag. So first I introduced uh, MGM uh, President Chris Kelly. Okay. And then Chris Kelly did the tag team intro where he then just passed it off to Dom Dom. Yeah. And then Dom Dom had to pass it back to me. So then he introed me. It's like a round robin of introductions. Yeah. Well, you know... Uh, I like it. I the, like the, it. The mayor of Springfield should not be introducing anybody. People yeah. should be introducing the mayor. I got to tell you, that was a little bit of an ego boost. I bet it was. Yeah, the mayor introducing me. I'm not introducing the mayor. I'm surprised he even allowed that to happen. Yeah, and uh, he was uh, he was saying uh, that he was, uh, you know what, I'll give anybody in here brain damage if they start riding their mo- motorcycles through here or their dirt bikes. How was uh, Brian Damage? Brian Damage was uh, was fantastic. By the way, the uh, the folks in the band really really thought that was funny to be called uh, Brian Damage. Well, they, I think they were a little <laughs> insulted to to be called Brian uh, Damage. You know, initially, well, but they seemed to yeah. like our uh, our little joke. About oh, good. It. So yeah, good. Yeah, yeah. And I and I didn't introduce them as as Brian Damage. It's too bad. I made a reference to it, and then and then they did a little rim shot thing, and then that was the. Oh, that's, see, that's yeah, clever. that was fun. That's it good. Was fun. Yeah, that's real good. Because you know the real the real Pink Floyd is not known for their sense of humor. No, I didn't. I never think Roger Waters to be a stand up uh, comedy kind of guy. Roger Waters is the guy is the kind of guy that would drop a fake hundred dollar bill in a Walmart. Yeah, he probably would. He, that's probably what he did. That's, that's he probably, probably th- him. It was. It wasn't him. Trust me. I, if if Roger Waters were in a Walmart, you'd uh, know. Oh look, I put a fake hundred dollar bill on the ground, and now you think it's real. And yeah, and when people uh, you know, got it, he he would blame David Gilmore because that's yeah. what he does. Yeah, and he, yeah, he. Would, but you know what? David and I used to do this all the time. I wish he was here. You see what I did there? I see. I did exactly. a wish you were here reference. Yeah, yeah. that's really funny. Uh, drive-through employees have to deal with a lot of nonsense, but usually it isn't because the customer wants to pay more. Last Wednesday afternoon, a middle-aged white woman with gray hair went through a Burger King drive-through in Omaha, Nebraska. She was told her order her total would be about eight dollars. When the woman pulled up the window, the employee handed her a small bottle of milk and told her the order was about seven dollars. 
The employee told police the customer was upset by the lower-than-expected total, then threw the milk bottle back, hitting the employee in the chest. Jeez. The employee was not injured. The woman sped off without her order and also without paying for it, and police are still investigating. Interesting. How much does it got to tick you off? You're paying less. These are outrageous. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not throwing my bottles of any fluid at anybody. No, that's probably not a good idea. That's a, that's a waste of my money. But uh, to be completely outraged that you're paying less than what you were asked to pay for to begin with. Uh, I would walk out there and not say a thing. If I were undercharged for anything, I would be I'd be very grateful and assume this is a mistake that went my, in and my then, favor. And I would do the whole look in the bag thing. Oh, you didn't forget anything. Okay. All right. All right. Well, well, I'm going to pay be you the way. less amount of money. These old people are crazy. Aren't they, they are crazy. Your uh, Pioneer Valley forecast today. Sunny with a high of 77. Tomorrow, sunny with a high of 82. It's 45 right now in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock 102. Oh yeah. Live in Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock at 650 and the Eagles with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Uh, nice day today. Sunny and a high of 77. More of the same for tomorrow with a high of 82. It's 45 right now in downtown Springfield. You could be one word away from your chance to win $1,000. Every weekday from 8, 11, 2, and 5, you listen for the $1,000 keyword to cash and then enter that keyword at rock102.com before midnight for your chance to win 1000 bucks. You play every weekday for your to increase your chances of winning. It's your chance to put $1,000 in your pocket with the keyword to cash. Brought to you by TextMeForTires.com. Kim Keo of the Nielsen team, Livian Keller-Williams, and Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. Here's an interesting stat for you. If you're a single man, you should always carry protection. Right? Casual hookup could happen anywhere, even under the most unexpected circumstances. In a poll, <laughs> nearly one in eight men under the age of 35 admit to bringing condoms to a funeral, just in case. It's unclear. You can if they, never be too careful. No, it's unclear if they have specifically slipped it in their pocket for the ceremony or they just have it tucked in their wallet in general. I've heard that. Is that I, morning wood? <laughs> <laughs> yes, it would be. Yeah. I hear Grief sex will melt your face off. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's the good kind of sex yeah. is grief sex. Listen, I know your husband just died, but I'll be in the car. You know, I always, uh, well, first of all, I never, like, a funeral would never be a setting that would get you in the mood. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, I know, but, you know, like people. body there. Well, there's but a, when people are grieving, you know, they're, 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 they're. Their, their, emotions are, their emotions are out there. Yeah. You know, there's a lot to there's a lot to take advantage of. Um, but uh, I it always reminds me of Will Ferrell in The Wedding Crashers, where that was his thing. His thing was <laughs> crashing funerals and picking up the chicks. <laughs> Talking about how it's like how he's raking it in at this point. Oh yeah, hey, hey, funerals are the way to go. <laughs> you know. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, yeah, carrying people carrying condoms to a funeral. You know what? They should give out the, at the funeral homes instead of. Remember, they used to give out matchbooks and stuff, and I now do. and now they give out. You know, it's all promotional items because <laughs> everybody wants a a, a pen holder from the funeral home they just right, went to. Right. Uh, you should put out condoms. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Why not? You put them out like a like a little basket of candy. That's right. Well, yeah. you know, people are coming and going all the time with yeah, that place. That's what I'm saying. That's, that's what I'm right. talking about. But uh, no, I'm not bringing condoms to a funeral. <laughs> yeah, well, I don't bring condoms to a funeral. I like it raw. 
<laughs> Who needs these pesky yeah. condoms? Why Why should our dearly beloved be the only one to cut a terrible disease? Right, right, right. right. <laughs> well, there you go. That's all I have for you. It's 6.54 with Bax and Nick on Rock 102. And now, Bax's View from the Couch. Brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Your grilling headquarters. Weber, Big Green Egg, Uni Pizza Ovens, and Traeger Wood-Fired Grills. Hey, good morning sports fans. How the heck are you? Folks, throughout the course of basketball history, there have been 150 teams that attempted to come back from a 3-0 deficit in a seven-game playoff series. And throughout NBA history, every single one of them has failed. Why? Because it's really hard to do. Last night, the Boston Celtics were the 151st team to try it. And in keeping with the NBA's rich history of shattered dreams and disappointments, they failed like so many before them after getting blown out 103-84. to Now, that happens to be a difference of 19 points. Trust me, I looked it up. Unfortunately, I didn't have time to review the point differentials between the other 150 teams that failed to come back from a three-game deficit, but based upon the improbability of the situation, I'm going to guess that a very large percentage of those 150 teams didn't lose at home by 19 points. After the dramatics of winning Game 6 the other night, I was almost starting to believe that perhaps this was it. Perhaps this was the Boston Celtics team that was going to break history, because why not? This streak of futility couldn't possibly last forever, nor could it apply to this particular Boston Celtics team. And yet, here we are, watching the Miami Goat in the NBA Finals to face the Denver Nuggets instead. Why the Celtics fail? Well, perhaps it might have had something to do with the team forgetting that the object of the game is to place that orange ball into that suspended metal hoop more often than the other guys. I'm sure some of you might also say it fell apart when Jason Tatum hurt his ankle during the opening possession of the game, even though there are still 11 other guys on the team who are all perfectly capable of stepping things up. Or perhaps it had everything to do with the fact that they not only lost the first three games of this series and played up to their own capabilities, and they, had they done that, then they wouldn't have been in this situation. Personally, I'm going with uh, the third option because my heartbroken friend, because my heartbroken friends, this is why they were in an impossible situation in the first place. And a real champion caliber team would never have allowed to have been in that position at all. But hey, enough of my yapping sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Buy a grill at Rocky's. It's assembled and delivered free. Any grill over 400 bucks plus your first round of fuel, free. Pellets, propane, charcoal, whatever. Rocky's is your grilling destination. The Big Green Egg, Weber, Traeger Wood Fire Grills, the Uni Pizza Oven, and now the Blackstone Outdoor Griddles. I'm back. That's my view from the couch. Rock 102. Rock 102, Springfield Classic Rock at 708 and Led Zeppelin with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Sunny today with a high of 77. Tomorrow, sunny with a high of 82. It's 45 in downtown Springfield. Nice day for a basketball game. Uh, no, it's, uh, it's not uh, It's not really a good day. Are to you be sure a about that? No, it's a, you know what? It's a, to- it's a horrible day to be a Celtics fan today. I saw somebody online say, uh, did anybody do a welfare check on the guy who put $1,000 down on the Celtics, <laughs> thinking that they would pull this off? Oh, my God. You know, the other night <clears throat> when they uh, when they won game six, mm-hmm. you know, you, you've heard for like the last, you know, since last week, 150 teams have all tried to come back from a three-game deficit. 
in the NBA, and it's never happened. It's 0 and 150. And after game six, and the way they won that, you know, at the last second, mm-hmm. at the buzzer, you're thinking, hey, you know what? You got a chance to win this thing. They might actually do it. Exactly. And, uh, and I am one of them suckers that got pulled right into it. Even yeah. though I said, I'm not gonna let me I'm not gonna allow myself to do this. I'm not gonna do this. I, I cannot be strung through a seven game series again and have it uh, end badly. But there I was last night watching the Celtics game and guess what? It ended very, very badly. Yeah, it started yeah. very badly. Sometimes that happens, though, and that's the whole beauty of sports: <sighs> is that it's a it, it when it when it crashes in dramatic failure like that. Yeah, at least uh, at least you went that far. You at know, least you got your hopes up to that point. I was on uh, on the, the social medias uh, yesterday afternoon. A bunch of people are on it saying, "Game seven doesn't get any better than this." It only gets better than that if you win Game Seven. Mm-hmm. If you lose Game Seven, no. Let me, let me let me go back. If you get blown out in Game Seven at home, there are things that get better than that. In fact, nearly everything gets better than that. Like, for example, uh, catching the mumps would be better than that. Yeah, bad, bad case of mumps. You know the kind that actually you know affect your bits and pieces downstairs. Yeah, affect the plumbing. I'd almost rather have that than be dragged through a seven game series and watch them lose. You know how to keep a Celtics fan from playing with themselves? No, Steve. How do you keep a Celtics fan from playing with themselves? You paint their crotch green, and you won't beat it for years. <laughs> you see what I did there? <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, that's just not fair. Yeah, I don't know. You know, every time there's a seven-game series, whether it's baseball or basketball or you know, hockey for, for that matter, too. Mm-hmm. Whenever it goes to seven games, there's always a part of me. That's expecting the worst, yeah. and I'm not a I'm not a pessimistic guy by nature, but I've been through it enough where I know it often ends in complete disaster, and 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 when that happens, if you're if you're going into it thinking, all right, tonight's our night, it's seven games, it could be more exciting, yeah, and then you lose it. Uh, that feels worse than being blown out in four yeah, games. But that's the beauty of watching that's not, a that's sports not, that's game. That's not beauty. Yes, it is. No. It's the, whole, it's the whole idea of watching sports. You can't win all the time, and you're going to have to be upset many But why times. can't it be the other guy? Why can't the Miami Heat be crying today and have to fly all the way back to Miami and, yeah, but, and dejected you know, sadness. What, what, what are you complaining about? Uh, you know, your Boston sports team, you won the World Series. Uh, uh, you know, you, you beat the Yankees in the playoffs to go win the World Series, you know, back in 2004. That was in spectacular fashion. Yes, it was. So then, what? you know, why are you complaining about, oh, my God, the team lost. It was an upset. Because you, you understand that, you know, here it is the day after, and it's still very raw. I mean, give me a couple of days. Raw. I hate it raw. But yeah, I need I need time to heal these wounds. Like I'll be licking myself all day today. You know, uh, I think you put too much emphasis into the losing part. 
And think about all the money the Celtics made all the way up until that point last yeah. night. Yeah. And well. uh, how much money the team owners made and uh, how much money the, the, the team players have made. No, I listen, I uh, I, I know that the, everyone benefited from uh, a great season. Mm-hmm. I get it, and I know that, uh, you know, I – Probably shouldn't be complaining about a team that's won 17 NBA championships since 1957, but yet I do because we could, we should have been put in a spot to win number 18. Well, this they, team they, was better than my the Miami Heat. Well, they weren't. They obviously weren't because they didn't win. So Miami who's wanted the better it more. Team. Well, as of last night, I would yeah. say Miami. They wanted it more than the Celtics did, but all season long. I, the Celtics were a, a dominant team. I'm confused about what you uh, think is a skillful team. The team that wants it more is the one that's going to win, or the team that's the better team wins? In a Game 7 situation, yeah. there are a lot of intangibles that go into the final result. Yeah. Okay, It's not always just about the best team winning. That's what's so wrong about a Game 7. Ended in 5, ended at 6. I'm cool with that. That would be fine. Ended in seven and it doesn't go your way. You have to think about well, what were the intangibles that led up to this? You know, yeah. You know, I mean, uh, Jalen goes down with an in- ankle injury in the in the first possession of the very first possession of the game. The game's barely started and he's already you know, cracking an ankle in half. Yeah. All of a sudden, you start going from this uh, this high point of optimism to a very very low point by the end of the first quarter. Yeah, but and it doesn't get any better than that. But that's the whole idea of watching sports. It's uh, you never know which way it's going to go, and it could be either the best thing you've ever watched, or it could be the worst thing you've ever watched. Un- and apparently, un- it was the worst thing you've ever watched. It was. It was just about the most disappointing thing I've yeah. seen in a very good long period of time. Uh, it's the worst thing I've seen on television since the uh, the Bruins uh, choking in the playoffs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah that yeah. was. That was almost as bad. Well, you see all those kids wearing Celtics jerseys last night? Nobody yeah. cared about them with the choking hazard around their f- bodies. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. If, you, if you spent all that money to bring your kid to what could be an historic Boston Celtics win, you know, 150 teams never been able to do it, and here are the Celtics having a chance, and you got to walk all the way back to your car, where Ever the hell you may have parked it somewhere in the city of Boston. Another, another. Cop. While your kid is yeah. crying and and you know absolutely inconsolable for blocks and blocks and yeah. blocks and of your, Boston pavement. And you're hammered and you can't remember whether you parked at the Prudential Center or you parked at the Green Line. Did we take the train in today or not? <laughs> what did we do? <laughs> Stop your crying. <sighs> what are you gonna say to that youngster who's uh, who's a face is just loaded with tears and pain. What are you going to say? You're going to say, uh, well, set yourself up for the rest of your life because you're going to have many of these instances where you're wildly disappointed by something that you thought was going to go your way. Yeah, that's, and that'll, it hasn't really gone your way. That'll let him down easy. Yeah, you're absolutely not? right. Yeah. Good advice. Well, I try to be. I try to be uh, the voice of reason. You know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because that's exactly what a crying child needs to hear at that point. All disappointed and sad is reason. Well, hey, you know, uh, kids are going to get get upset throughout their entire life. My kid didn't get to go to a Taylor Swift concert because the tickets were three thousand dollars. 
That's not my fault. All right, but was she yeah. uh, was she was she down? Oh, 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 did she lose three games in a row and came back for a game seven? Yeah, she uh, she had gone to three other Taylor Swift concerts and uh, was going to go for that fourth one. Yeah, to get the you know the dynasty of Taylor Swift concerts and uh, and couldn't afford the ticket. Oh man, what, a, dis- what a disappointment this uh, is. You know what? You, you you're focusing too much on the loss. Think about all the great times you had getting to that game seven. Yeah, but you see, Steve, in in sports, yeah, uh, especially in the postseason, uh, all those good times you had in the regular season really don't mean jack squat when it comes to postseason play. And you know what? When you're like one game away from getting into the NBA finals, like you know, all you needed to do was score twenty more points. Where twenty are, more points, and you'd be in the NBA finals. Where are your rings? Your your uh, your Super Bowl rings or your. Uh well, you're not a Patriots fan anyway, but your your uh, World Series. Where is your World Series rings, Mister Boston fan? Where are they? How come you don't have uh you know four of them on your fingers? Well, this? I could very easily have uh, incurred the costly expense of having a replica made, but I chose not to. Yeah, because you those chose are- not to because it's stupid and nobody's buying it for you, and you didn't win anything. You had you have you didn't lose anything either. It's a moral the, victory, Steve. The only it's thing inside. you lost last night was time spent watching that game. And is that and should I not be upset by the time I lost? No, because it doesn't matter. Even if they won, what would it? What difference would it have made in your life if they won the game? Steve, what kind of things in your life do you really care about? I don't care about meaningless sports tournaments. It's, All right, it's like whatever. All it's right. like who cares? Okay, but, fine. Uh, you know, they win, they won, and uh, congratulations. Well, indulge them. the argument here for a second. Yeah. Let's. You're a Yankees fan, right? Yeah. Uh-huh. Let's just say. That for like the second time in your lifetime, they're in a seven-game series with the Red Sox. Yeah. And the Red Sox uh, lose the first three games. Yeah. Again. And then come back and then beat the Yankees in seven games. Uh, Again. How would you feel about that? Uh, I would get drunk like I did the first time that happened. See? uh, See? And then then be like, you know what? I still got to go to work tomorrow. And even if the Yankees had still won... I still would have had to go to work the next day. Yeah, it, it, if, does, it has really no bearing on my life whether or not a team wins or loses. And, and if I said to you on that yeah. day when the, the first time they did it and it was glorious when it happened, hey, Steve, sorry to hear about you Yankees. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and, and pretended to choke like Mama Cass Elliott after a, yeah. after a beef sandwich. Because I know another time they're going to win, just like every other team eventually does, Listen, I told I told you I put that $5 bet down on the, at BetMGM Sportsbook for the Pirates to win the World Series. That's looking pretty good right now. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, you're really? fi- you finally have somebody who's uh, in contention. You know, the Pirates would have never probably been Look, anybody the, thought of them being in the World Series. The only saving grace in this situation mm-hmm. is that I wasn't stupid enough to put money down on the, on the Celtics last night. Yeah, you I, I didn't do. I didn't do that. No, because if if I had lost a substantial amount of money, if I had let my emotions take yeah. over uh, my my betting habits, and I said five thousand dollars down on the Celtics oh. to win, I would have been out of my mind. I'd be more disappointed today than I actually truly am. See, I almost put money down on the Heat, but I didn't because I didn't have the three numbers of my debit card that I needed to deposit the money in the oh, sports yeah. book app. So I was like, ah, forget it. I'm not going to put down 20 bucks. <laughs> you know, because it's, it's like, uh, I don't have to go get yeah. my wallet, and then I have to pull the card out. Well, I'm so I, glad you didn't do that, not yeah. just for the moral uh, part of it, but yeah. just, just to hear you gloating about how much you won while my, uh, while my poor Celtics are 
are crying themselves yeah. to sleep. Yeah, but the payout would have been nothing. You know what I mean? Because they were the favorite to win to begin with. So the, the payout wouldn't have been that great. If you put $20 down, you'd probably only get $57. Actually, I think uh, I, I I think the odds were in the, pay, in the Celtics' favor, weren't they? I don't think so. I think they might have been. It was uh, under 350 was the uh, – yeah. I don't know. I don't know. All I know is I'm – I'm walking around here bumping into the walls. That's all I'm doing. Yeah, well, you're going to be bumping in the walls until your next sports team fails. <laughs> Which could happen at any moment. Go Packers! It's 720 with Bax and Nagel and Rock 102. 731 with Bax and Nagel and Rock 102. It's time for news brought to you by the law offices of Mark E. Salamone. Injured. Tell the, inj- the insurance company you mean business. Call 1-800-WIN-WIN-1. Here's local radio icon Steve Nagel. Thanks, Bax. Three people have died following a vehicle fire on I-391 in Chicopee early Sunday morning. According to Mass State Police, troopers from the State Police Barracks in Springfield responded to I-391 northbound at biomarker 2.4 in Chicopee around 3.40 Sunday morning. They said uh, troopers and emergency uh, personnel arriving on the scene found a sedan fully engulfed in flames. Troopers extracted the driver, 24-year-old Jonathan Santiago of Springfield and transported him to Bay State in Springfield where he died from his injuries. Two other passengers, 23-year-old Carrie Lee Lopez Moret of Springfield and 25-year-old Angel Gabriel Rosado Colon of Holyoke were pronounced dead on the scene. The crash remains under investigation by the Mass State Police, the State Police Collision Analyst and Reconstruction Section, and the State Police Crime Scene Services Section. Uh, The Route 5 boat ramp in East Hampton was closed yesterday as police searched the Connecticut River for a missing jet skier. According to the Mass State Police, they had units conducting a water search in the Connecticut River for a jet skier who went missing following a boating crash in Northampton around 7 p.m. on Sunday. Police said two occupants of the boat were rescued by the Mass Environmental Police and transported by boat to the state boat ramp along Route 5 before being sent to Bay State in Springfield. Teams from state police, environmental police, and local agencies searched the river just before midnight on Sunday and did not locate the missing jet ski operator. The search resumed on Monday with crews utilizing side-scan sonar equipment, which feeds a sonar image of the water column and the river bottom back to a monitor on the boats. Police said if any uh, anomalies or uh, objects are detected, by sonar, divers were enter the uh, water to investigate further. I was going to say that's hard to find somebody. Uh, yeah, but even with all that equipment, it's still hard to find somebody. Uh, state police uh, believe the jet ski operator is a 51 year old male, but final confirmation has not yet been made. Uh, well, it's summertime, and now you're going into these you know boating accidents, motorcycle accidents, and uh, and things like that. It's just it's uh, not cool when uh, they end like this. Well, I mean, people have to be careful when they're on a boat, on a uh, any of these you know, water vehicles. Actually, any rec, any kind of like recreational could be an ATV, could be anything, could be a side by side. All these things can be yeah. potentially dangerous if you don't know what you're doing and if you're not being careful. And it is, you know, accidents are always going to happen. Uh, the Holyoke Fire Department was called the Sullivan Steel on Appleton Street for a sizable scrap metal fire last night. According to the department, around 10.09 p.m., the department was sent to Sullivan Steel for a fire in one of the scrap piles on the site. If I just said that the first time, I just said it again. Yeah. 
Hey, here's something I didn't realize. What? Scrap metal is flammable. Well, I'm you sure. You can set that stuff on fire. I'm sure maybe the stuff is uh, that's attached to it. You know, I, if you have I, pieces of plastic or something. I suppose maybe it's got uh, you know chemicals on it that are flammable. I I, uh, I don't know enough about scrap metal to know how it burns. Well, that could be. It could be uh, you know gas from a fuel tank. You know what I mean? Still burning up in there. Oil. Yeah. Uh, all the things that go along with metal from wherever you get it from. Well, anyway, they found that sizable scrap metal uh, pile on fire. Employees of Sullivan Steel helped the fire crews spread out the scrap pile so the fire could be put out. No injuries were reported, and Appleton Street was closed, uh, but has since reopened. That's a that's a big fire. That's a big fire. Hey, yeah, look at the pictures on uh, on the online. That that's a sizable fire. And that's the thing you're not seeing uh, you're not seeing a lot of flames coming out of there. I wonder if it was one of those like uh, the fires burning underneath. Uh, could be. You know, I was always fascinated by that town out in Pennsylvania that got completely destroyed because it's still burning to this day under the ground. Under the ground, yeah. Uh, I, I wish I could remember the name of that town. It's called the town that wouldn't the stop burning. The town that wouldn't stop smoking. But it, it's funny because you see, I watched a documentary on that whole thing, and it was like this booming little town, and back in the 60s, they set the garbage on fire in a hole, uh-huh. and that fire then spread to the coal that's in the mines underneath the town, which uh, ipso fatso then set the, uh, you know, the yeah, burning this, since 1965. Because there's still oxygen in those mines. Yeah. Which is allowing the fire to continue to burn. Right. right. Smolder, okay. if you Smolder. Will. Yeah. Right. And then, uh, so all the vegetation in the area has pretty much gone it's just gone because everything died right you got a fire burning under the ground so they're probably not allowing you to build no i'm i i believe they have like quarantined the entire area going you can't even go down this road anymore so i couldn't even put in a foundation no you couldn't you couldn't even uh i don't think the real estate market is very good in that area of town right now <laughs> it's a hell of a disclosure listen it's possible i am going to alarm you but if you build a house in this area, it could uh, set on fire. Well, that's a good warning uh, to have. Yes. Uh, you know, they're telling people to uh, how to keep your pets safe as the temperatures are rising. Yes. Don't leave them in a car. That's a pr- that is the, That would be the first thing to know. As temperatures start to rise, experts recommend that pet owners take special precautions to protect their four-legged friends, to prevent your or prevent your pet from overheating, the ASPCA advises you to keep your dog hydrated. Pet owners should also make sure that their pets have a shady, spla- shady place to get out of the sun. When it's too hot to keep them outside all day, only bring them outdoors in the early morning and later in the evening when the heat isn't as harmful. I think when the dog has to go to the bathroom, he doesn't really care what time he's going out. No. No. He might go out and go, man, it's hot out here. Let me just uh, do my business and go back inside. I think if you have a choice between, uh, you know, the idea of, you know, do you leave your dog in the car or, or or not, what about just leaving the dog at home? You could do that, too. I mean, unless you're going out specifically for the dog, like you know, a vet appointment or, or whatever, leave the dog at home. Uh, I turned the air conditioning on Saturday. It got that hot. We haven't done that yet. We got a lot of fans in the house. 
We'll, yeah. we'll run fans for a while. But it got a little uh, toasty. Yeah. And uh, it needed to be turned on just to take the edge off. Sure. Then it was fine after that. Mostly dry. Did you leave it on like the whole day or just a I left it on, couple uh, hours? In the evening. To, to, because the heat had built up in the house. Yes. You know what I mean? So then you turn that on, you cool it off. I can understand that. But then you don't want to keep it on because then you're freezing your butt off all night long. See, we, we, we sleep with a fan on, you know, partially because the, uh, of the, the white noise that it creates. Yeah. But, you know, it, you know, neither one of us likes to sleep when we're, you know, when it's really hot. So if the fan is blowing on you, I just keep for the, the most ceiling, part, it's okay. I keep the ceiling fan on. Yeah. That's how I do it. Just the ceiling fan. I don't like to put on the big loud fan. Let's uh, just get a white noise machine. We have done both. You have a white noise machine? No. We have, the, we have the fan. It'll be like you're going to see a therapist. Ooh, they have the little white noise <laughs> machine so nobody else can hear our <laughs> private conversation, right? Yes. So anybody walking by your bedroom, even though you know, there's the only two of you that live there. Of course, if you put your ear right up to the therapist's yeah. door, you can hear everything. You can? Yes. I'll have to try that next You should time. try it. Southwest Airlines had to make a uh, emergency landing at Bradley International Airport last night. A spokesperson for Southwest said uh, Flight 2547 was scheduled to fly from Providence to Baltimore, but the captain decided to land at Bradley uh, to have the plane reviewed by mechanics. Hey, you got like two feet up in the air, and you're like, ah, this isn't going to work. <laughs> <laughs> the plane landed safely at 8.45 p.m. Southwest Airlines says they're working with the customers who were headed to Baltimore According to the FAA, a precautionary landing is less hazardous than a forced landing because the pilot has more time to choose where to land in the planning of the approach. Well, at least go to New York. You're right there. Yeah, I mean, Bradley, I mean, there's really not much to do once you're in Bradley. Yeah, well, we're uh, we're spe- scheduled to go south, but you know what? Let's go north. <laughs> That's probably the easiest airport we can get to. And I would think that, like, is there not another, like, airport around, like New Haven or, uh, um, like, like, somewhere where you could say well, I'm, I'm sure if you're, a, I'm sure if you're a pilot, there's, there's already, like, contingency plans with every route. Yeah. Like, if you're, if you're at this point, then, then Bradley's where you go. But if it's, if you're past Connecticut, then maybe there's somewhere between Connecticut and, and Baltimore that would, that you would go to. But I don't know. I, I I gotta I gotta believe that they every airport is a potential option. Uh, I would think so, especially in an emergency situation. But this wasn't like you said; it wasn't a forced landing. It was. Yeah. Uh, well, I get to decide where we're gonna go, and you know what? I really want to get up to Springfield. Uh, so if we have a layover <laughs> here, I uh, what day was this? This was uh, yesterday, yesterday, last night. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean, I could see if he wanted to go to like uh, Free Music Friday at uh, at the MGM Plaza, but it's, yeah, it, which was Monday a, would have been a little bit late for which that. Which was a damn good time, by the way. Those Free Music Fridays on the they're Plaza, fun. They're fun and they're there's well a lot attended, of, very well attended. That yes. place was packed on Friday night, and they had the food trucks. You know when I had the food truck? What'd you have? The Butcher Block. How was that? I I know. Uh, and and I'm not uh, by any means putting them down, but I know you like the Theodore's burnt ends. Yeah, you haven't had the butcher block burnt ends, which I would say are just as good, if 
Not a little better than Theodore. Uh, I, I'm not yeah. buying that. There's no way. Uh, no way. I not a know. chance. Melt in your mouth goodness. Listen, it you was gave, delicious. If, if you gave me a side-by-side comparison, I'd go with Theodore's every time. I know you would, but I is would. that only because you are loyal to that place? Because that's where you've been going to get burnt ends your entire. Well, I'm adult loyal life? to that. I'm loyal to that place. Yeah, I mean, no question about. It. I'm loyal, but I also love the food. Well, that's what and I mean. And I've been though. to other barbecue places that, quite frankly, have been uh, somewhat of a disappointment. Have you tried the the, the butcher block uh, truck of burnt ends? No, but the, when I I'll tell you what, the next time I host Free Music Friday and they are there, yeah. I will get the burnt ends from the butcher block. You should. Malicious was there, too. Ooh, that's good. Yeah. That's good stuff. What else was there? Just uh, those, those two? Uh, there was a taco truck, I believe, but I wasn't in the mood for tacos, so I just didn't go over to Who's the not in the mood for tacos? Yeah, I have That'd be to like, be. That's, like, that's like saying I'm not in the mood to breathe. I have to be in the right mindset to eat a taco. Really? Yeah. I would never uh, bypass a taco. I can't uh, always put it to. Yesterday, went over to my uh, my brother in law's house and brother and sister in law's house, and he could, he's got the big smoker and he cooked a uh, it was some kind of taco, and now I can't remember um, what the name of the taco was, but it had like pineapple in it, and it was it was really good. It was like a it was some kind of I can't remember the name, but it was it was really good, and he smoked it on the on the smoker. So it was it melt in your mouth uh, deliciousness. Okay, but I couldn't get to the point where get a grabbing the shell and the all the fixins to go on it. I just wanted the meat. Yeah, because the meat, you know, you can pack more meat down your belly if you if you don't eat the bread or the or the sure. carbs with it. Right. Yeah. So yeah, I'm not really. Uh, uh, I, mean, I can't really do a taco. I a fish it, taco. I can do. Yeah. Well, I, uh, I I'm not with you on that one. If, to me, I could not. If if tacos were out, I'm gonna have to have a taco. It depends on what kind of taco it is. It's there's always room for a taco. Uh, today happens to be Tuesday. Tuesday tacos. If if someone were to come by here today with a whole platter full of tacos, yeah. See, I wouldn't eat them. I would eat them all. You would eat them. I would eat. I them. wouldn't eat them all. I love tacos. No, no, no. We need to. We need. To, we need like prime ribs and things like that. Don't uh, just yeah. settle for tacos. No one's no one's going to start a prime rib now, you and then bring it to us. You don't think the folks down at Arnold's want to fire up the grill in the back over there in well, uh, Shaker take, Road? And... It takes a couple hours to do the prime rib right. I'm not sure they're going to cook one over at Arnold's. Well, Seven forty-five. By the time you if you cook it now, you cook a small one. Yeah, uh, it'll be done by the time we're done here, and then we can enjoy a nice meal. Am I being crazy? No, you're not what? being crazy. I just don't. Uh, I just don't see that as a as a practical option. Well, you are not thinking fourth dimensionally, Bax. <laughs> you have to. Picture yeah, that, I know. Right? I, 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 you're right. It's going to be uh, sunny today with a high of 77. Tomorrow, sunny with a high of 82. It's 47 right now in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock 102. Ah, uh, yeah. Let's get real. Unlock your potential with a bankiest. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 7.52 and Rush with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. It's going to be sunny with a high of 77 today. Tomorrow, sunny with a high of 82. It's 47 right now in downtown Springfield. Uh, Join Steve Nagel and the Rock 102 Road Crew this Friday from 7 to 9 at Free Music Friday at the uh, MGM Plaza. This time, Changes in Latitudes, America's premier Jimmy Buffett tribute show, will be performing. How great does that sound? Stop by the Rock 102 table for your chance to win great Rock 102 prizes. It's this Friday, 7 to 9, at the Plaza at MGM with Steve and the road crew 
from Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. I like a good Parrothead show. Do you do? Yeah. Really? Yeah. yeah. Okay, well. And until you hear that, now hear this. Now hear this with Bex and Nagel on Rock 102. <laughs> Okay, I was going to play some audio from the uh, Celtics game last night, but if you just listened to the sound of a freight train crashing into a brick wall, <laughs> you'd get the idea. Well, there were anyway, lots, of, lots of bricks out there last night. Here's a dad in his rock band singing Alice Cooper's School's Out right when his son exits the school bus to start summer break. This must be down south because they end school a lot earlier down there. Right. Uh, during an interview, the dad reveals what he did last year was even more embarrassing. <laughs> before i wore some speedos and i was running down the street in some flippers and a snorkel mask running to the bus to pick him up so that was a particularly fun one i think that's the most embarrassed i think yeah. he's ever been i think you're an a-hole i, I think, really do i, think, I really do yeah i think any any time you can humiliate your kids in public in front of their friends that's uh that says everything i told you my kids do the reverse embarrassment thing but I'm like, if they're with a group of friends and I'm like, all right, I'll, I'll see you later and I'll give one of them a hug, Yeah. my my daughter will go, goodbye, father, I love you so much. <laughs> <laughs> they're actually embarrassing you. Yeah, they're yeah. Embar- it's the reverse right. embarrassment. That's it. Uh, instead of me going, bye, I love you, kids, you know, <laughs> they're like, bye, father, I love you. I'll call you later. Uh, high school graduating senior Florida high school has parents and students a little upset after a printing typo on the students caps and gowns days before graduation apparently the gowns were misprinted with the class of 2022 instead of the (laughs) class of 2023 Here's a student and a parent speaking out. First impression was, oh, they done messed up big time, right? You know, I was, at first I was like, I don't really care. You know, we're graduating. But I had really thought about it. And I was like, this isn't right. You know, we're supposed to be the graduating class of 23. We're supposed, it's supposed to be our year. As a parent, I am very upset, not only for myself, my child, but other parents, because they have worked very hard to be able to display their pride in their appropriate graduating gear. You know, it's not, to me, it's not really a big deal. To me, it's like, okay, well, you know what? At least you make an interesting story out of what you have. It's a story you'll be telling for the rest of your life. We were actually the class of 2023, but they gave us the class of 2022. Is it really something to get that upset about? I would not pay for it. No. I would demand my money back for any kind of uh, money that I put towards the cap and gown. But the other thing is, who along the way of printing these things up, even the guy at the printer, do you, you know, you're printing up probably four to five hundred of these things for a graduating class. Not one person went, isn't it supposed to be 2023? <laughs> no, nobody proofread what they were doing, what they were printing. Well, you know how like you when you you ever get so confident in something and you and you post it or you write it and you show everybody and then you realize after the fact that oh man that sounds stupid because I didn't proofread it and and look at it. Well, in, now, in, in one, all in all honesty, I've never been that confident about anything. You're not you're not listening to the reason <laughs> that I'm trying to do. But if you feel that way, yes. You know, uh, it's like, oh man, now I got to redo this whole thing, or I got to fix the misspelling. Mm-hmm. Nobody showed, like, took one 
one cap and gown and said, look, look, I made one. It's my first shirt ever. It's well, my first day on the job at the printing school. Oh, class of 2022. Yeah, you're all set. Don't worry about it. Print up 500 more of those. Well, you know, in five years from now, the kid's not going to be tra- that traumatized by it. And like you said, it'll be a good story to tell for the rest of your life. Yeah. That's and, how I see it. Uh, here's another clip. A Florida woman is facing a DUI charge after allegedly driving 50 miles per hour on a beach, almost hitting people and then driving her vehicle into the water. <laughs> Here is Sarah Ramsamy and her passenger talking to officers about what happened. Okay, what happened? I'm not sure. I was the driver, and they kind of stopped us, and they said that we almost hit a child. I didn't think that we did, um, but that's what they told us. Yeah, well, the people are down here because you can't drive on this part of the beach. We were just so trying sorry. to turn around. We didn't think that we could do a U-turn around here, so we were just trying to keep going. I just figured we could just turn around right in the water here. It's no big deal. <laughs> it's a three-point ocean turn. Pretty hot out here. We just cool a car off and make sure the engine doesn't overheat. <laughs> and uh, Maybe fun- the sign that said don't drive on the beach probably should have been read a little bit more carefully. Well, I think there are some beaches you can drive you can. on. You but, can. But only with certain vehicles and you have to let the air out of the tire and all that stuff. Uh, Otherwise, you're stuck on the beach forever. You can't really do that with a Honda Accord. (laughs) (laughs) A bus driver and a passenger had a wild shootout in North Carolina after an argument over whether the passenger could get off the bus early or not. Bus driver David Fullard was uh, fired after the incident and Omari Tobias was charged with assault with a deadly weapon. Here's the moment the two exchanged gunfire along with the interim CEO of the bus company Brent Cagle talking about the shooting. If we know that someone is in possession of a weapon on our vehicles, we report that and ask for support. Well, thank you for that lengthy statement. <laughs> that that clarifies quite a bit for all of us. I like the uh, the, the wild shootout on the bus. That did sound like when I go like a like you're at a range. <laughs> And the range is full. And uh, have you ever been so mad on a bus that you'd want to start something with the driver? No, never. Never really. <laughs> no. Well, the bus is the best place to have a shootout. No, actually, there's, it's not. Are you really, sure? Yeah, it's not a good place for a shootout. You're uh, Pioneer Valley. Or, uh, I don't even, why am I doing the forecast? I just ah. want to end this segment because it's going nowhere. It's 7.59, <laughs> and that's Now Hear This with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. I and now, Bax's View from the Couch, brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware, your grilling headquarters, Weber, Big Green Egg, Uni Pizza Ovens, and Traeger Wood-Fired Grills. Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you, folks? How many times have I publicly stated my feelings on a seven-game situation? I'll tell you exactly how many times I've said it every time. To recap, I believe that only two things can happen during a Game 7, and 50% of those things are extraordinarily awful. For example, let's take a look at last night's performance by the Boston Celtics. With nothing but momentum on their side, with history staring them right in their big, fat faces, the Celtics choked harder than a Roman Roy eulogy. Go ahead, look that reference up. Last night, the Boston Celtics didn't just lose Game 7 at home in Boston. They got obliterated by a lesser team that came far more prepared to win than they did. There have been 150 teams that have tried to come back from a three-game deficit in the NBA playoffs. 150 teams. 
Yet the Celtics, with all their great defense and with all their great shooting, suddenly decided to get blown off their own home court by a final score of 103 to 84. That's a difference of 19 points. Can you imagine that? It's as if somebody told them, hey, fellas, how about you go and try to win the Eastern Conference Championship by missing 61% of your field goals? Oh, and while you're at it, how about you try to bury these guys by missing 78.6% of your shots behind the three-point line? That certainly seems like a bang-up strategy. Listen, folks, I'm telling you now. Nobody in America is interested in the Miami Heat-Denver Nuggets Championship Series, including myself. Watching the Celtics choke last night was so unbearable, I would have preferred they lost it all in a four-game sweep. Instead, they had to drag you along and force you into believing that they were about to make history. They had me filled with hope and optimism and a belief that the impossible was actually possible. Instead, they decided to not show up and allow the Miami Heat to destroy all of that. And I have to tell you, it does not feel very good. It does not feel very good at all. But hey, NFMI Yappin' Sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. You know, the beauty of a Weber Grass Grill is you turn it on and you can start grilling right away. It fires up wicked fast. And since you should be grilling every day, you should go to Rocky's and get yourself a Weber. It's the benchmark gas grill and Rocky's is your grilling destination. I'm back. That's my view from the couch. Rock 102. Rock 102 Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 811 and Billy Squire. With Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. It's uh, going to be a really nice day today. Uh, talking uh, sunny and a high of 77. Tomorrow, sunny and a high of 82. Actually, it's going to be nice all week. It's going to go from a, a 92 on Friday to 69 giggity on Saturday. Ew. That's yeah. not, uh, that doesn't sound great. That's a big temperature change with no uh, thunderstorms in between. Hey, uh, before you uh, we get into our the meat oh, yeah. of this discussion, whatever it may wind up being, that's going to be a surprise to just to, like us, like it's going to be for you. It's time to announce the uh, the keyword to cash for a thousand dollars. Today's keyword is the word shop. That's shop. S H O P. Is that I would like to shop with a thousand dollars in my hand? Go uh, to the keyword to cash contest page on rock one hundred two dot com. Enter the word shop for your chance to win $1,000. You have until midnight tonight to enter today's $1,000 keyword for a chance to win $1,000. Your $1,000 keyword for today is shop, S-H-O-P. Good luck from Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. Well, I have a map uh, that everybody can look at their radio and see. Okay. I'm looking at this. This is the uh, most beloved consumer brands in every state of the country. Okay? Yes. Uh, so, uh, like Maine, L.L. Bean is the consumer loved brand. What a, what a shocker. New Hampshire, Brookstone. Brookstone? Yeah. Like the, like the, the sharper image type of place? Yeah. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Rhode Island is Ocean State Job Lot. That's the most beloved brand in all of the state of Rhode Island. No, that's, uh, that's not true. You don't think so? No, I think uh, the, I would say like the most beloved brand mm-hmm. would either be like uh, like Dell's Lemonade or the Autocrat Coffee Syrup or uh, something like that. Something along Some, those something lines. along those lines. Uh, nope, Newman's Own for Connecticut. <sighs> okay, in Massachusetts, sixty-seven point eight percent of Massachusettsans, big Y. Really is the most beloved brand on uh, out of out of the state. 
which doesn't really make a whole lot of sense. Not to say that you know there's nothing wrong with Big Y, but, but they're the, not out. In, they're but, not out in the Boston area, right? Don't they kind of stop at Worcester and then like uh, or in that area? I think so. I don't know. I mean, I they're in Connecticut know, too. What about like uh, like Ocean Spray Cranberries? That would be a pretty big one in Massachusetts, right? I don't know how they figure the uh, Cowboys branded their cattle in the old days of the Wild West to mark their territory and protect what's theirs. But Americans have become no less attached to their precious local brands. A new analysis of over 500 brands coming through nearly 2 million tweets posted by the brand's devoted customers across the United States has revealed the most loved local brand in each state. Not for nothing. I would have thought Dunkin' Donuts would have been yes. the most beloved brand because Easily. it's across the entire state. You know, it started here. I'm going to in Rhode Island, maybe even Cumberland Farms. Yeah, Cumberland Farms. Yeah. Where's that? I have no idea. Hometown favorites won out with Vermont sock manufacturer Darn Tough Vermont is scoring a 92.6% positivity rating. rating. You have the thing you're most proud of is socks. <laughs> At least we have a grocery store chain that offers a variety of many different things. Uh, you can get socks there too. Uh, so yeah, all these uh, all these states, and uh, you know, you go out, you're looking in the Midwest. Uh, we, like, you know what the only state that I really want to know about in the Midwest? Yeah. Tell me what it is in Missouri right now. Missouri is uh, Budweiser. That's kind of what I was thinking it would be. Well, why? But I'm kind of because you know St. Louis is the home of Anheuser Busch. Yeah, and I'm wondering with all the controversy surrounding Bud Light, yeah, whether it would still be that today. But when when was this poll taken? Too. Yeah. This could this poll could have been taken last year when they're like, oh yeah, Bud Budweiser. I saw a story this morning uh, that said uh, as the boycott continues to cripple Bud Light sales in stores around the nation with at least one retailer slashing its price for a 24-pack of Bud Light. A 24-pack for $3.49 well, or approximately $0.14 cents per can. Listen, I got friends, uh, you know, uh, they have, there's no discrimination when it comes to the price of something and uh they they would stock up on this bud light because at that cheap who cares <laughs> really <laughs> what, I, don't, what, what, I don't care but i don't care about your uh, belief system at but, all but, if it's a 14 cent beer how bad can it be wasn't it that are you reading the same article that it also said that like now it's going to become a price competition for other brewers because now they're going to have to start lowering their prices in order to compete with Bud Light that's 3.94 for a 24 pack. But the question is will they actually will people actually be buying it at 3.49? Because the diehards involved in this boycott may not. Yeah, but there's diehard alcoholics who will definitely snag that up for Think about it. You're oh, getting I, a you're getting a what is marketed as a premium American lager. Yeah, okay, whatever. okay. You're getting something for a, a like a quarter of its value. <laughs> I'm looking for the, yeah. uh, the 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 average price of a case of beer. Yeah, and what that is because I haven't bought beer by the case in a long time. It's probably what twenty bucks. If uh, that's kind of what I'm thinking. Yeah. Yeah, uh, the average cost is anywhere between is about thirty one dollars per 
per uh, case of okay. beer in like the the state of Illinois, thirty one dollars. <laughs> but Bud Light is selling dollars and ninety four cents. I mean, honestly, God, why wouldn't you buy it? Yes, absolutely. Oh, I'm sorry, your convictions overtake your price hey, savings at the pump. You would have. How many people would have spent thirty dollars on a case of Bud Light? A year and a half ago. Well, I know what you're getting at. You yeah, know, I, I understand. You know the difference in what it, well, how much it cost a year ago versus actually what it cost three months ago versus what it costs. Yes, now. absolutely. But you know, if if it's something is that low, are you really gonna have your? Uh, you're really gonna hold your convictions into not buying it when it's three dollars and ninety four cents a case? That's a steal. <laughs> I'll tell you what, you can shoot at my uh, my uh, 24 packs of Bud Light, but it's going to cost you seven bucks. Yeah. Eight, eight bucks, so I can at least get my money back. Somebody needs to, you know, uh, boycott other things so they can come down in price. Like, when is, when is somebody going to go and uh, stop t- stop taking crap from the chicken farm so the price of eggs comes down from $7 to, you know, like a dollar? I'd like, yeah. yeah, I would like yeah. to see like the major dairy distributors, uh, you know, suffer a little bit so we can knock down the price of milk a bit. Yeah, Kid, kid Rock popping off chickens. <laughs> Screw Purdue. Screw Tyson. I don't know. I don't know if yeah. he should be the one involved in uh, in knocking well, down I'm that. Ju- I'm just thinking of like you know if we're gonna knock that if we're gonna start knocking down the price of things, let's start uh, by boycotting places that uh, are ridiculously expensive. Yeah. What else is ridiculously expensive that you would uh, want to see lowered? How about the uh, the price of uh, meat? The price of meat, okay? Uh, not just not just chicken, but you know beef yeah. and pork. You get Kid Rock out there with an AR-15 shooting cattle out in the thing, you know. Not what's for dinner anymore, is it? Poo. <laughs> you know, he's like shooting it. I'm like, all right, the price of beef now is like, you know, it's a it's two forty nine a pound for yeah. filet. I'll tell you what, three forty nine for a case of beer. If that price were around in nineteen eighty six when I was in college, that would have been like the yeah. best thing in the world. That would have been uh, that would have been great. What about uh What's the other? Now there are other stores involved in this whole thing now with the uh, Target. Oh yeah, Target is being targeted. And so is Kohl's because they're selling LGBTQ clothing. <laughs> Listen, if you got a problem with it, don't buy that well, clothing. You know, I, you know, I just let, I, let again the, let I, the market dictate it. I, I I always find it funny that when people boycott anything, because I was just having this conversation yesterday. Are you telling me that all the things that you buy? Just because you don't know the ideology of the person selling it, it's okay. But once they come out and say, well, yeah, we do this over here. Well, I'm not shopping there ever again. <laughs> I mean, it just seems like I won't shop at a store because the stores suck. Yeah. You no, know, I'll never go back to a bone deep throat ever again. Yeah. Ever again. I almost had a, a, I almost had to go a few weeks ago. To a bone deep throat. Really? But luckily, Tractor Supply had what I needed. Oh, there you go. So yep. that's what I'm saying. Like, you know, I'm not going to go to a place just because I don't like it. I'm not going to go to a place because, well, you support this or that. Well, so does every other place that I go to support yeah. something that I might not like. I'm also not going to not buy something because somebody else has a problem with that company. Right. And a lot of people do that. They kind of like jump on the bandwagon because they want to they want to stand for something, even if they have no idea what it is that they're standing for. 
Well, that's that's what I'm getting at. Like, I don't think even people understand what they're boycotting. They just hear, oh, well, he's boycotting it. I'm going to boycott it, too. Yeah, and I don't want to be judged because I'm drinking a Bud Light. I'm just boycotting it because the place sucks. I'm not boycotting it because, the you know, the place had some ideology <laughs> that I didn't agree with. Wait a minute. Bud Light's doing what? Well, think about how many. 349 like, a case. Well, about, that's it. I'm done. Think about how many places uh, you went into, uh, like a Starbucks or yeah. something like that. The labor that they use to get, gather all those coffee beans uh, has been known to be almost like slave type labor in sure. these other countries. Well, I got to tell you, Steve. Every time I'm uh, I'm consumed with some sort of moral or uh, political outrage, mm-hmm. I go in my uh, my cell phone, which is uh, operated on cobalt, you know, mined by mined by right. children uh, illegally in many, many foreign countries, and then post about how outraged I am that Bud, Bud Light is doing this thing or that thing. Well, hey, maybe we can lower the prices at Kohl's, and I bet Kohl's cash now, uh, like the dollar value. Like it doubles. In, it doubles, yeah. Yeah, there you go. Yes. It actually becomes more valuable. I'm telling you. It's 822 on Rock 102. Once again, Father's Day 31. We're back some Nagel on Rock 102. It's time for news, and it's brought to you by the law offices of Marquis Salamone. Injured? Tell the insurance company you mean business. Call 1-800-WIN-WIN-1. Here's local radio icon Steve Nagel. Thanks, Bax. A grieving community has come together to honor the three individuals killed in a car fire over the weekend. Monday evening's vigil in Springfield honored the three victims of the deadly uh, car fire on I-391 early Sunday morning when Massachusetts State Troopers arrived on the scene shortly after 3 a.m., they found the car engulfed in flames. First responders and bystanders were able to free the 24-year-old driver, Jonathan Santiago, who later died from his injuries at Bay State. The two other victims, 23-year-old Carrie Lee Lopez Moret of Springfield and 25-year-old Angel Gabriel Rosado Colon of Holyoke died at the scene. Now their loved ones uh, came together for a candlelight vigil to mourn their loss and honor their memory, and uh, the, the accident is still under investigation. The Route 5 boat ramp in East Hampton was closed Monday as police searched the Connecticut River for a missing jet skier. According to the Mass State Police, they had units conducting a water search in the Connecticut River for a jet skier who went missing following a boating crash in Northampton around 7 p.m. on Sunday. Police said that two occupants of the boat were rescued by Mass Environmental Police and transported by boat to the state boat ramp along Route 5 before being sent to Bay State Medical Center in Springfield. Teams from the state police, environmental police, and local agencies searched the river until just before midnight on Sunday and did not locate the missing jet ski operator. The search resumed on Monday with crews utilizing side-scan sonar equipment, uh, and state police believe the jet ski operator is a 51-year-old male, but final confirmation has not yet been made. The search concluded around 6 p.m. yesterday, with Mass State Police say they have come up with negative results thus far. The set uh, search is set to resume uh, today. Uh, let's see. Uh, the Mass Tuesday police have reopened Revere Beach after two shootings on Sunday night. Really? Ooh, it's lovely this time of year. You pick up a shell casing and you put it to your ear, you can hear somebody getting arrested. I'm trying to think like uh, the Beach Boys singing like, uh, the guns on the beach, beach are all within reach. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that's how that goes. You don't think? No. When Brian Wilson was singing of Revere Beach, he was singing about the gun? Maybe. Uh, state police uh, spokesperson David Procopio said that the first shooting took place at approximately 7.11 p.m., where a 17-year-old woman was shot in the lower body. Her injury is believed to be non-life-threatening. The woman was sent to Mass General Hospital for their injuries. 
Preliminary investigation uh, states that the shooting occurred during a large fight and that shots were fired into a group of people. It's also possible that the woman was not the intended victim of the shooting. A second shooting happened at approximately 8.05 p.m., not even an hour apart. Jeez. There were two victims were injured. A 51-year-old woman suffered gunshot wounds to her legs and was also sent to Mass General. The injuries are believed to be non-life-threatening. A 17-year-old man was grazed by a gunshot, and he declined to be taken to the hospital. Well, it's just a, it's just a it's flesh just, wound. That's it. Not terribly hurt. Several juveniles have been detained, and uh, no one has been charged in connection with the shooting. The investigation into whether these incidents are connected or not is ongoing and is being conducted by the Mass State Police. The investigation into the shootings on and near the beach continues on Monday. No arrests have been made in either of those shootings. A juvenile man who came to the investigator's attention following the second shooting was arrested Sunday night for illegal possession of a firearm, but they're investigating if he was even involved in that. All right, you know what? When I go to the beach, you know, whenever I'm uh, on the beach, I, uh, I, I'm, I'm bringing chairs, an umbrella, a cooler, usually a bag full of snacks, maybe some towels, and a blanket to, to, to put everything on. I don't have room for, like, one more thing, including the gun. That would be the one thing I think stays in the car or doesn't come on the trip. Yeah. I'll leave it at home, locked up where it's supposed to be. Well, it's one of those college of knowledge classes. Yeah, you, know, you could take and find out you're not supposed to do those things. You bring your your uh, your sunglasses. Yeah, sunblock. Yeah, you bring your gun. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm surprised the uh, 22 News didn't go. Oh, it was a Sig Sauer or whatever the hell you know, like <laughs> naming off the the gun with the caliber of bullet and everything like that. Uh, the Mass State Police and U.S. Postal Inspectors discovered three kilograms of suspected cocaine that was mailed from Puerto Rico to a large-scale Massachusetts drug trafficking enterprise. State police said that troopers and postal inspectors found cocaine when they executed a search warrant on a package that was delivered to 35-year-old Stephen Marsden at his apartment on 100 Coveway in Quincy on Friday morning. Marsden was arrested and was taken to the state police uh, for booking. He was held on $50,000 cash bail pending his arraignment, which will probably be today. You get arrested on a Friday on a three-day weekend, you're not you ain't going to court until Tuesday. Tuesday. During the investigation, the state police detective uh, unit uh, trooper for Norfolk County also got search warrants for Marsden's apartment, along with his 2015 Infiniti Q50 sedan and a residence at Fort Allison Circle in Worcester, which belonged to a co-conspirator for Marsden, 41-year-old Evans Kilmalovich in the drug organization. In Marsden's apartment, five firearms, 143 loose rounds of ammunition, dozens of THC edible packages, approximately 80 Xanax pills, a money-counting device, materials used in the packaging of narcotics, and firearms were found. All to be won here on The Price is Right. Evan Kilmalovich, come on down. Estimated retail value, defending yourself in court, $300,000. I would like to spend $1,000, please. In uh, Kamovich's residence, another kilogram of suspected cocaine. Went, they had a lot of cocaine. And approximately 50. Well, I mean, you have to have a big inventory if you're going to start doing a mail order business. 50 pounds of marijuana, hundreds of vape cartridges, a number of cybacillin mushrooms, and approximately $52,000 in U.S. currency. Oh, that's your like- one-stop drug shop. That's what yeah. that is. Uh, Kamalovich arrived at the home around 11.30 a.m. when the investigation was happening and was placed under arrest. You know, when you drive up to the house and you see a bunch of cops going in there, don't you think you'd turn the car around and go the other way? (laughs) (laughs) Again, you got to have some situational awareness. Hey, hey, 
What's going on? Why is everybody around my house? What's going on there? What's, uh, what's the big commotion? Well, you can't just walk into my house. I'm going to show you. Oh. Hey, 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 hey. Those are my packages. Yeah, those are my bags of cocaine, not yours. <laughs> that's a lot of drugs to be having. It, right? Yeah, that's a lot. Of, uh, yeah, I think. But uh, what? it's a lot of drugs on a three-day weekend. You must be looking to have a hell of a weekend. Well, it's, uh, you know, the, the party central. You know, you get to... Uh, you, you get a whole bag of cocaine. Yeah. On a Friday? It should definitely last you till Monday. Well, I mean, it all depends on how many people you're bringing over. Well, it is Memorial Day weekend. Uh, how many, uh, let's say you had a parade going by the front of your house. How many people are you going to have over? You got like 50 or 60 people. Right. You say uh, it's like, like at the Holyoke parade, you can probably have like 100 people. Enough cocaine for everybody to go around. What was the, I think it was the movie about, um, was it, was it Mad Magazine? No, the National Lampoon's magazine. It was like the mockument. It wasn't a mockumentary, but it was like a a biography film, but but funny. Do you know what I'm talking about? I think I kind of uh, do. About yeah, about National Lampoon's uh, magazine. But Doug Kennedy. Yeah, Doug, Doug Kennedy. Kennedy, and how Doug Kennedy, Kennedy had the bot. It was like a. It was like next to the next to the uh, the charcuterie board was a box of cocaine that people were just dipping into and yeah. like taking taking cocaine out. That's probably the kind of party this guy's having at his <laughs> I'll house. Tell you what, that guy knows how to throw a big one. Uh, your Pioneer Valley forecast today is going to be sunny with a high of seventy-seven. Tomorrow, sunny with a high of eighty-two. It is fifty-three right now in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock One Hundred Two. Ah, yeah, garage doors. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 845 in the cars with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Going to be sunny today with a high of 77. Tomorrow, sunny with a high of 82. It's 53 right now in downtown Springfield. The uh, Springfield Business Improvement District is always doing some uh, some big things. The uh, It's Restaurant Week coming up June 9th through the 18th. In the studio with us right now is uh, Michelle Grout and Samantha Savoy. It's good to see both of you. Good morning. Hi, Good thank morning. you both for having us. Yeah, no problem. So, uh, well, first of all, tell us about the uh, the farmers market coming to downtown. Oh, farmers market starts this Friday. Here, let's put yeah. your mouth right up there. Oh yeah, there there farmers market oh, starts this Friday yeah. on Tower Square Park. We'll be there through September, eleven to three. Uh, we've got a variety of vendors, provisions, produce, crafters, um, local artisans. We have a little bit of something for everyone, um, and we do take EBT, SNAP, WIC, HIP, all of it. Um, we're going to be starting on Friday at 11. The mayor will be out for a nice little kickoff. The weather will be fantastic. Oh. He, he loves going out there. He uh, loves, he loves, he loves a good farmer's market. Yeah. You, can, you can just tell. <laughs> you can just tell. So, but, and that's going to be all summer until? All summer long. Rain or shine every Friday. That's awesome. So uh, the park, where where Tower is Square that? Park. It's uh, right across the street from Tower Square. Everybody knows it as Steiger Park. Oh, that, that's okay. So they're, they're yeah. calling that Tower Square Park? Yep. Yeah. I didn't even know, it had, I didn't yeah, even know it had, they gave it a new name. That was the they had all the containers there and everything. Did you right? guys also know it's not the Civic Center anymore? It's the Mass Mutual Center. What? Well, yeah, that what? we knew. <laughs> that we knew. Are yeah. you kidding me? <laughs> um, but is that where they had the the container there with the where they were selling the beer and all yes. that stuff? Yes. Yes. Thing? Oh yeah. Yep. Okay, I know where that is. All yeah. right. Yeah. Corner yeah. so, Bridge in Maine. Perfect. So and so and then coming up next is Restaurant Week. Yeah. June 9th to the 18th, the uh, the lineup of, uh, of restaurants, uh, not surprising, a real good lineup this year. Yeah. Tell us about what goes on during restaurant uh, for Restaurant Week for people who may not know. Okay, so it's citywide, 
And we invite the restaurants to come together. I mean, basically, we're joining in on a marketing campaign to celebrate all the different restaurants that the city has to offer, as well as, you know, create a sense of community. Everybody puts together either a special menu or a special offering, and we just kind of come out and celebrate and support. Restaurants have been hit really hard over the last few years. Um, They are rebounding, I think, fantastically. I mean, you can see by the lineup, we have so many new restaurants as well, Um, and I think that's kind of a a tribute to our local economy and our support of local. Uh, and like I said, it's also it's also citywide too. It's yes. not just downtown. Like you know, for instance, right. uh, Pallet is on on yep. Boston Road. There's a couple yep. others here that I'm I'm looking at too. Yep. So and, I mean, and we're slowly adding more. Like this week, we'll be busy probably adding another dozen more as the registration. Another dozen. Yeah. Really. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. A dozen. A dozen. That's a lot. Yeah. Baker's dozen, maybe. I don't, it's, it's funny, though, because I don't think people you know, truly understand that there's actually a lot of really great restaurants yeah. in the city of Springfield. You know, I mean, other people say, oh, you, if you want to eat, you got to go to Northampton, you got to go to Boston, you got to go to Providence. Well, actually, there's a lot of great places to eat without having to get into your car and drive uh, two hours to get there. Right. I mean, literally, you could dine around the world. I mean, there is something for everyone. Mm-hmm. In the lineup and in the community, there's so many choices. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, now, I'm looking at some of the other events you got scheduled here. Uh, what's this cannabis service providers networking event? And can <laughs> if you're not a networking provider, yeah. can you go to it? Uh, well, that is technically not my event. That oh, anyway. well, you have a Again, lot. I'm, I'm just well, that's our, stuff that's our community calendar. So I think that's something that's at the Mass Mutual Center. Ah. It's, a, it's a conference at the Mass Mutual Center. Oh, I got you. Do you want to go? Well. Maybe we can sneak you in. No, no. I was just <laughs> trying oh, to. No, Steve, you got to go. You well, got to go to something I'll, like yeah, that. Yeah, if you can sneak me in, I'll, I'll, I'll get I can it. think I can make <laughs> it happen. Yeah. Uh, so tell us about the other things that the, the, the bid is doing uh, to, you know, to keep people coming downtown. Um, well, we are collaborating with a lot of different community partners. Uh, right, like this weekend as well is the Springfield Pride Parade, which I don't know if you guys have had Taurine on here to talk about. Um, it's the second annual Pride Parade. It's the first in the New England area to of the month because June is Pride Month. So there'll be about 10,000 people parading down State Street around Maine and then celebrating in Stern Square on Saturday with live entertainment, food, beverage. Oh, that'll be a good thing. time. That's going to be a, a really big event. Um, then after Pride Parade, we go into the following week with some amazing programming from the Mass Mutual Center, Tina Fey, Amy Poehler. I'm sure you guys know about that. We're going to roll that. You ever heard of her? I'm sorry. I'm not aware of her work. Yeah, I've never <laughs> heard of these two famous people. And then they've got some guy playing there over the weekend, Bruno Mars. <laughs> I'm not, he's unfamiliar yeah. to me too. But in, in tandem with that, the Ironman Triathlon. So this uh, after this weekend of Pride, Pride Fun, we're going to roll right into another... 25 to 35,000 people expected from Thursday to Sunday. Wow. In the downtown. Yeah. Um, so we are like, we're I, poised and ready. We I, are ready to have it. It's great to be downtown and see things happening Absolutely. all the time. Yeah. I think that was probably one of the more discouraging things, you know, in the last, you know, maybe 10 years ago or so, you'd kind of go down and you're like, eh, I don't know if I feel, I feel kind of out of place. There doesn't seem to be much open down here or people yeah. doing I mean, things. But now you go down on a Friday night. You know, downtown's packed, which is yeah. great. It really is. Um, then after that, the Worthy <laughs> Brew Fest. I think you guys both participate in the Worthy Brew. Have you actually? Been? I haven't been in the Worthy. I haven't been in the Brew Fest in, in a while. But we've always had. Yeah. Rock yeah. Lunchwood's always sent people down there. Yeah, 
Um, this is 11th year. Um, missed a couple of years for COVID, but this is their 11th. Uh, they're just about sold out on their tickets as well. Wow. And that's a celebration of local brewers, home brewers. Um, that's a really good time. They put on a great event um, and happy to have host them year over year. And let, and then after that, what do we have, Samantha? Right after, I mean, we're like, it's one thing <laughs> yeah. after another. Yeah, I know there's a lot of stuff going on. Oh, I think actually we we got to take a nap. <laughs> You're taking that. Okay. After all, right. I think after that we're taking the weekend. Oh, uh, Michelle, yeah. you, gotta, you gotta step it up. You guys aren't staying busy enough. Actually, um, that but that is a lot going on. Yeah, and um, the Mass Mutual Center is putting on some significant programming. I mean, they've really. Um, and it doesn't seem like they're letting up either. I think the partnership with um programming with MGM there is just. It's on a roll. So it's, it's nice it's, to it, see it's that. It's starting to show some some rewards there. Because, yeah. I mean, for a while, you know, with COVID interrupting everything, yeah. you know, they started off very well. Prior to COVID, COVID kind of disrupted the whole yep. the whole process. And now they're bringing things back, yeah. which is really I mean, we were a in good great sign. shape before COVID. We had stuff going on. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> going on everywhere. Um, so it's nice to see it coming back. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's very nice yeah. to see it coming back. So again, uh, so uh, restaurant week is June 9th through the 18th. You can yep. always go to springfielddowntown.com to find out all the details of what's yep. going on with uh, the bid. I'd love to thank Jay Cody at TD Bank for getting us on oh, to talk no, to you guys no, about this no, today. No, you don't and have they to are thank our presenting sponsor of the <laughs> yeah. event, so we'd yes. like to thank them for helping yeah. make this happen. It's a huge marketing campaign, and it is free to all of the restaurants to participate. So if you are a restaurant out there and you haven't registered to sign up, uh, please do so. You'll benefit from all of the free marketing and maybe a little bit more business. There you <laughs> go. All right. Well. All right, Michelle Grout and uh, Samantha Savoy. Great to see both of you. And Thank uh, you best guys luck this summer. For having us. Absolutely. It's eight uh, fifty-four with Bax and Nagel on Rock One Hundred Two.